small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today from parts unknown, we're going to find out in a minute. Please welcome Justin Harris. Hey, everybody. Justin Harris here. I'm from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, just have been listening to the show for about, oh, I guess, two or three years, and uh, thought we'd talk a little bit a little bit today about Jack White. So, It's a, it's a great topic because it's uh, an artist that we've never covered, and not only is he Jack White solo, he's in a ton of other bands, and one band I didn't even know about, so I'm learning as we go. Now, here's what I want to tell you people. Uh, the way we're recording tonight, we've never recorded like this before, <laughs> ever. Like Justin and I are sharing a mic. We're sitting right next to each we're other. We're almost kissing each we other. Are almost, <laughs> we're almost kissing. So look, if I get COVID, it's, it's because of Justin. And if he gets COVID, it's because of the plane. But, um, <laughs> but we're, you're vaxxed. I am. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we should be and okay. I'm vaxxed. Did you have COVID at all? You know, I went on a trip uh, last October through the South, drove like 5,000 miles. It was awesome. Um, but when I got back, I don't know if I got it while I was on the road or if it was from my kids, but yes, I did get it. And it was actually pretty tame for me, but that doesn't minimize that it's pretty serious for other people. Because so, you're a tough guy. I guess. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's what happened. Here's why we're recording like this today. Yesterday, I interviewed Lou Graham via Zoom. And I was patched through uh, the mixing board. Lou was patched through the mixing board. And right when the interview was done and we were saying our goodbyes, see you, Lou. Bye, Pat. Bye-bye. The, the mixing board just went and it's fried. I can't get it turned on. I can't, I can't get any of the power sources I have to power it up. So, and Justin had this trip planned for a couple months. So, um, so this is what we're doing. I mean, it is what it is. So if it doesn't sound as awesome as it usually does, that's why. But I would do my best uh, with the audio today. It's going to still sound just as awesome. Nobody will even know the difference. You watch. <laughs> here's, how we're here's how we're doing it. I have the Zoom window open and I have another laptop in the room next to us. That way I can share the audio between the two computers and hopefully the music will be recording as our voices are recording. Now, if for some reason our voices record and the music doesn't, well, then I'll just put it in in post. You and, can just edit it, right? Well, I don't like to edit, but I would. I oh, would edit. Okay. I would edit. I thought you were making a joke, but no, I would just edit. I would just. <laughs> that's ed true. You never like to take anything. I don't out. like to that's take true. anything out. So I'll just edit the music back in after the fact if I have to. But fingers crossed that all goes well. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, Justin. So, uh, what do you do for a living? So I, I have a couple of jobs. I'm kind of an amateur photographer, love doing that. I'm just really, really creative. Um, but I also um, have worked for years and years with people with developmental disabilities. Uh, and so I've um, basically, I've taught some of it and 
in community college. Uh, I've worked one-on-one -on -one with people who have developmental disabilities. I've done some advocacy work uh, back in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. Um, and then my day job right now. So I still do that. I do that in the evenings with my buddy, Kirk. Shout out to him. Um, but I also in the evening, or I'm sorry, in the daytime, sorry, I'm getting switched up here. In the daytime, my day job is I work for one of the uh, access health plans. That's the uh, Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System snooze, right? But um, I do public relations throughout Northern Arizona. So that, that's basically what I do. It sounds like a lot of the things you do are helping people while I just do this. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I actually wanted to tell you, Pat, um, you know, never minimize what you do as a podcaster, because uh, over the past few years, it's been a, 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 a rough past few years for me. I won't lie. Um, and listening to your podcast has really filled some of the times where I'd be super lonely. So never minimize that. I've actually been thinking about that. I was going to say it at the end, but we'll just stick it up here at the front. So, well, look, <laughs> who doesn't like a compliment, but, and I appreciate you saying that, but um, you know, uh, and well, thank you. I mean, I guess, I guess that can yeah. be true. I guess I, you take it for granted when you just come up to your office and you plug in some wires and you get a playlist and you just, and you're, and it's fun. I love doing it. Uh, that's why I've been doing it for, this is year 11. So when you, when you hear that people, that it means more to people than what I might think it means, that is nice. So I appreciate it. It, it really does mean a lot. Um, but to kind of go back to what you were saying, yeah, I do things that help people. Um, that's always been kind of where my heart is and I love it. And then on the side, I, I love to sing. I love to play guitar. I just love music and I'm kind of a huge music geek. So this is right up my alley. So now, can I can I ask personal question? You you've said you've had past couple of years have been rough. Do you do you want to share any of that, or is it too personal? Um, you know, I think I'll just kind of leave that aside. I don't want to get into a bunch of personal stuff. Okay. Um, but but I am single. Um, I have some great kids uh, and a great former wife, and I'll just leave it at that. How does that sound? All right. That, <laughs> I I think that might give us some clues. There you go. <laughs> um, now. <clears throat> it's like a hundred degrees out, but I'm going to turn off the air conditioning. So it doesn't give us any sound issues. If we start sweating, I'll turn it back on. Yeah. So, and, and I'm from Arizona where like today it's probably 115. So no worries. I don't think I'll be sweating much. I think we'll be okay. Also people, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the door. So everyone knows that this door, <laughs> that happens sometimes. It's the squeaky door, folks. It's a squeaky door. I, I guess I should put some oil on it. Yeah. Or it, maybe we're in a horror movie or something. Maybe we're in a horror you know? movie. There you go. All right. So I don't even need my glasses. This is great. All right. So we got our playlist queued up. I think uh, I think Justin has 15 songs. I think I have 13. Awesome. I want to hear what 14. you chose. Well, you will hear them, <laughs> but you're the guest. So you're going to go first. Uh, when did you start getting into Jack White? Was it with the White Stripes? Yeah, so actually, I really have enjoyed the White Stripes through the years. Um, like I was going to college, gosh, early 2000s, uh, and that was right around the time that the White Stripes were coming up. Um, but really, so I can kind of throw this in. I'm a huge U2 fan, and you've done a few podcasts about U2. Um, and there's a great film that I'm going to talk about. It's a rock doc called It Might Get Loud. And that um, it's, it's a, a documentary about guitar. Um, and I just love guitar. I'm not a great player. I'm more of a singer, but I love to, to play to kind of, um, accompany myself. And so 
um, on that documentary, many of you may know, is The Edge, Jimmy Page, and Jack White. And watching the documentary, it's kind of interesting, and I'll talk about this later. I just really like Jack White's approach to music and how he makes it. Um, it's very DIY, in yes. my opinion. And just the things that he does, they just kind of blow me away. And you look at somebody like The Edge, and they talk about this in the movie. The Edge is all about technology. Um, Jack White is more kind of the opposite of that and very stripped down. And then aesthetically speaking, he's really good at how he presents his product. And because I love arts and like graphic arts, especially that really kind of turns me on, if you will. <laughs> well, I um, yeah, Jack White, I feel like he could just take like a block of wood and put like a broom handle on it with some with some fishing line and he would play that and he would be fine with it. And uh, and the edge needs some pedals and some, yes. some stuff. Yeah. He needs some stuff. Yeah. Have you seen the film? You know what? I haven't. I told someone the, uh, I think I started watching it once and then I didn't finish it. And, uh, <clears throat> and I just, you know, over the past year and a half, I just haven't had time. Yeah. There's been no time to watch anything. So it's actually hilarious that you described it that way, because at the beginning of the film, I think it starts with this. He literally has a two by four. Oh no. Are, puts, are you serious? Yeah. I'm not even joking. He puts a nail at one end. He puts a pickup in the middle oh that God. has like a jack. And then he takes a bottle and he's literally playing this string. I swear he to God. exactly what you just said. I swear to God. I did not know that. I'm just totally trying cool. to be funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that you say like about the, the graphics and stuff, yeah. because yeah. with the white stripes, everything was <laughs> black and white and red. Yeah. And then with his solo stuff, everything's blue and white and red. Right. And I really like that a lot too. Yeah. Do you think before we even start to play music, do you think the white stripes will, will do more stuff down the road? Cause I think they will. That's actually really interesting. I've never even thought about it because they're, they're done in my mind. Um, I hope they do because I, I love the work that they do. Now, do you know the relationship there between Meg and Jack? I don't see. I've heard so many different things that I don't know if I know. I mean, the greatest hits album is my sister thanks you and I thank you. Are they yeah. brother and sister or are they not? So they were messing with people with the brother and sister thing. I've heard, and I haven't actually seen it, but public document shows that they were married. They were married. So they okay. were never brother and sister. They were husband and wife. Husband and wife. Exactly. All right. Well, important to know kind of. So. Well, that sounds like that rock star humor. Yeah, definitely. It, it, so, okay. So the first Taking album, the piss, right? That's right. Yeah. The first album's from 1999, yeah. and it's simply called The White Stripes. Mm -hmm. And um, again, this wasn't on my radar in 1999. It just, uh, whatever radio stations this was being played on, it just wasn't in my uh, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, so, it, it was pretty underground at yeah. the time. Like, I don't remember that because I was a little bit oblivious to things. I was bringing up a family and, you know, just doing my thing. Um, but kind of like you, it wasn't on your radar, right? you know, but in so. 1999, I was, uh, just married a year and yeah. we didn't have any kids, but yeah, I just, I wasn't listening to the radio stations that was playing the first white stripes album. Right. So Justin, what song do you have for us from that self-titled debut? Yeah. So it's the big, uh, I can't, can't read here. The big three killed my baby. And kind of the thing that I like about this is it, it encapsulates in my mind, Detroit, which is where uh, Jack White is from. That's where he was born. Um, it's actually, so I did a little bit, a little bit of research on this because I like to know what's going on with songs, but it's about a man named Preston Tucker. 
And basically he had a lot of ideas that would um, revolutionize, you know, making cars, Okay. but they shut him down, you know? And so it kind of, it's kind of going that direction with, you know, the big three being so powerful. And I don't know that it, they're talking specifically about him because it sounds like it's a little bit more of a ode to a woman, you know, Okay. Um, but kind of interesting information. So. And, and, the, and there's a movie about Tucker. I think Jeff Bridges is in it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You caught that. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. No. Either, yeah. Even though I love Jeff Bridges, but yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So let's listen to the big three killed my baby. So that's one of the things that blows me away and maybe pay attention on the next song is that it's two people. Yeah. Like you talk about the police, that's a, a threesome, right? Yeah. Um, or a trio, maybe I should say, <laughs> keep it family friendly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that it's just Jack White and Meg White, um, you know, her drumming skills are really kind of lauded. Um, she's self-taught. Um, and one of the things I love about this song is it has that kind of punk sound to it, yeah. you know? Um, but then the thing that makes this an interesting show, in my opinion, is that Jack White does so many different things. Like he's recorded with, um, oh, who did Coal Miner's Daughter? I can't remember now. Uh, Loretta Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. He's recorded with her. Um, he does like bluegrass stuff on Cold Mountain. Um, he's done, you know, like that Detroit kind of hard sound. Um, he does blues. So he's just very diverse. And I, I really enjoy that. But yeah, I like this punk uh, punk sound that you hear here. He's also into like preserving old, I don't I'll say old timey music uh -huh. and like um, and uh, almost curating it, you know, to yes. keep it to keep it um, uh, kind of vital. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because later on, I don't remember which song it is, but as it comes by, I'll note this. Um, there's a song that he plays that I have in my list that you you did a show about Queen a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the conversations that was in there was that they have these kind of old timey songs. Yeah, right? yeah. And Jack White does the same kind of thing. I thought it was interesting that there's kind of a parallel there, even though I wouldn't put those two bands together for any other reason except for that. Right. So but you're right. He and he does that. We talked about his aesthetic. He actually has his own record label. Um, when I was on uh, my trip down to the South uh, last October, um, I stopped in Nashville and he has Third Man Records is his record label. So I stopped into their uh, record store. It was on record store day. It was like the best record store day ever. You know? I bet that place is awesome. It's great. He has like guitar pedals that you can buy there and <sighs> guitars. And I almost picked up one of the pedals, but it was a little pricey for me. I so. wonder if he has ever stops in. 
He's got to, right? I'm sure he does. They actually have a recording studio there. He's recorded their Jack White and Jack Black. So it was called Jack Gray, of course. <laughs> and so it, it looks like it's a really sweet recording studio. And they use the red, yellow, and blue colors. And Love the rest it. of the building is all black. Oh, that's know? so good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome. I, I think he's like, a, he's really tall too, isn't he? He's super tall. Like I'm like 6'2", and I think he's like 6'5", or something. So he'd be taller than I am. Yeah, I was kind of crazy. I always just I always just think people are like my height. Right. Right. <laughs> and then then you then you see someone you're like, oh, I didn't expect that person yeah. to be tall like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Yeah. All right. The for the song I picked from yeah, the White Stripes uh 1999 debut album was Astro. Oh, cool. This I don't is, know if I know that one. This is the one I like, Justin. Cool. that i don't know what the song's about yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah isn't that great like sometimes you don't even want to look up what a song no i don't want to know sometimes kind of put your own thoughts onto it yeah. i know a lot of artists uh, I don't. I don't know if it was on your podcast or another one I was listening to. Another one. I know, what are you like, talking I, about? I actually do listen to the hustle. Oh, okay. And then, have you heard of Rock and Tours? It's with Guy Pratt. Rock and Tours, not Rock and Tours. Right. It's there's Rock and Tours. Different. different no, name. no, yeah. I have not. That's actually, a good name. Pretty, pretty good podcast. It's a guy from Spandau Ballet, and then one of the guys from Pink Floyd. They do a, a pretty good job. So, don't those guys have a day job? Do they need to do a podcast? <laughs> I hate I hate when celebrities That's do right. podcasts. They're taking away your. Uh... I hate it. it's like Conan O'Brien has a podcast. Right. Oh, you've and, talked and, about that. And then he'll have yeah. you know, Conan O'Brien's interviewing Jackson Brown. So yeah. how am I supposed to get Jackson <laughs> Brown if he can talk to Conan O'Brien? Yeah, well, I not to put salt in the wound, but like they had John Bon Jovi on there. Yeah, see, they, they know lots of people. Right? Yeah, they do. So... They they have well, they have like. They have like booking agents. I yeah, I'm a one man exactly. band. I yeah. do the whole thing. Yeah. Well, and what you do is amazing for what you're doing. You know, like the you're, you're developing great connections. I think it's amazing. Well, I, I look. I'm happy with it. I'm happy yeah. because I it's can't. A great be, show. Because over over COVID, I can't believe the people <laughs> that I got. I would yeah, like Brian I was, Johnson. That was I, insane. I still can't believe I talked it, to Brian that Johnson. Was super cool. Yeah. And he was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So yeah. So, well, yeah. I was going to say about that song, like, I just love, he kind of has like that sixties fuzz box sound. Yes. Down. That's what it is. Like, it's amazing. And on that one, it was on his voice. A lot of the times it's on his guitar. Um, and he's got this guitar that's so cool. It's a Gresh, which a little bit of geeky guitar talk, but he embedded what's called a bullet microphone in it. So it, you see this on the movie, on All right. it might get loud. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting verklempt there. Um, he basically pulls out this microphone and he's like screaming into it. And it's got that really strong fuzz on it, you know. And it's, it's, it's one amazing. of those microphones that like looks old timey. Yes, exactly. And Everything with Jack White is, is old timey. Yeah, it's crazy. He might be a vampire. Look at some of, <laughs> I mean, he he maybe he's, 
Maybe he's like Lestat. Maybe he's been around around forever. Mistopheles. That's <laughs> great. Now, it could be. Yeah. This next album, I don't know how to say the title of that album. Okay, so um, where is it? It's right here. Okay. Distill is for what I've been told it's, it is. there's a J in it. I know. It's distigial. I like to call it distigial. <laughs> I call no, it I, distil, the White Stripes 2. There you go. That's easier. Do it like Led Zeppelin, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you, if, you, if, uh, if you've never listened to the White Stripes, when I go to this UCD stores, there's tons of white stripe yeah. CDs there for like yeah. for $4. Yeah. You could do like your Goodwill hunting show and yeah. And, and do all white stripes white stripe stuff, yeah. which by the way, uh, we haven't got to Jack white solo stuff yet, but uh, in conjunction with this episode, I'll be giving away two CD copies of blunderbuss, nice. two CD copies of uh, Lazaretto. Am I saying that right? Yeah. And two CD copies of boarding house reach. Now, look, I went to CD trader and I bought all these used. They they're brand new. They look brand new. Yeah. A couple of them were still in the plastic. Oh yeah, and they were like four ninety nine. Don't you have them wrapped? Yeah, the two the couple over here are still okay, wrapped. The other ones. But yeah, I opened those to load them in my. Oh right, load right. them in my. Uh, cool. My iTunes. All right, so your first song from. Distill. Distigil. Distigil is. Distigil. Maybe it is distigil. What's your song? It's a hello operator. All right. So let me see here if I put anything down on that. I made notes. I'm kind of a geek. Um, That's good. I did no preparation except try to figure out how we might record. Uh, and I picked my songs. Yeah. And so, I got prizes. Yeah. You're doing a lot of work here. <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short, right? Um, so, yeah, just pay attention to the guitar. I think this is kind of the one where I was thinking about like that 60s fuzz box sound. Um, and then one of the things that that I wanted to say also about Jack White, he's, he seems to me to be kind of a minimalist. Mm -hmm. Um, and like one of the things he says, I talked about his work ethic from it might get loud and what he talks about on there. And, and one of the things that he does on, or he says on there is like, cause he plays piano also. So it's not just the guitar, although that's what I like to focus on. But he, he says like, if the piano is three steps away, I want my my tech on stage or whatever to put it four steps away because it makes me work that much harder, <laughs> to get to it, you know. And All so, right. again, that's the opposite of some of these shredders who maybe are going to look for the easiest way to do the exactly, job. Exactly. And so like just kind of following what what he how he approaches things and how he operates I have a lot of respect for that. So anyways, I'm, I'm waxing poetic about this. Let's listen to Hello Opera. You're here to give the info. So there you're doing a good job. <laughs> here we go. Meg will ever uh, do some other project on her own. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because he's like so prolific. He's doing mm -hmm. 
you know, three or four different bands and lots of solo stuff and soundtracks. And we're going to get into that in a little bit, but then Meg, it's like she fell off the radar, you know, maybe she's just comfortable with that white stripes money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that people might want to pay attention to, if they want to learn more about the white stripes is again, there's another podcast and it's called, I think it's called striped. Okay. Um, So that one is really good. And it's actually put on by third man records, his uh, record label. So. I bet I bet their recording uh, is better than how we're doing it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they're not sharing mics. No, they're but, not. But the quality isn't any better, you know. And so, yeah, the content can't be better. Yeah, there you go. Screw those we're guys. Still rocking it. Uh, Stick it to the man. So my song from <laughs> Distigil, Distigil, <laughs> I don't is even know. "You're Pretty Good Looking," so and then in parentheses for a girl. What? What is that about? It sounds like a diss. <laughs> yeah. like that I just gravitated to that one that for me was kind of reminiscent of the beatles a little bit you know mm-hmm. it had that kind of you know early 60s yeah vibe. yeah yeah no I, I know exactly what you mean and the interesting thing is like i don't have everything by the white stripes like i'm a completist when it comes to you too i used to have everything that they'd recorded on cd and then when things got crazy in my life i went and sold it all off you know do you regret that um not really. I think it was time for me to move on. And sometimes okay. that's a good thing to do. Now I still have, like, I'm a huge Joshua Tree fan. Again, this goes to the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, Anton Corbin is the guy that did the the photography for that album, you know? And I've actually been out to the Joshua Tree. And it's, didn't he do the, did he do, no, he didn't do, never mind. He Keep did going. Depeche Mode also. Yes. He's done like, I, uh, who's the other one? Nick Cave. Um, he's done a bunch of, mm-hmm. of photography. He's amazing. And I, that's kind of why I got into photography. But um, as my kids were young, we'd had our youngest child, um, Corbin, shout out to Corbin. And um, I took him out and we found the actual Joshua tree, you know, so like I'm super. And is he named after the the photographer? A little bit. Like, right. yeah, there's a little twist there. Right. right. Yeah. Different yeah, spelling. Sure. So, but anyways, um, so I love that aesthetic and I'm trying to remember why. I'm talking about that now. I think I got a little lost. Um, That's all right, though. Let me just move on. We were know? talking about, were we talking about minimalism? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've lost the thread, but it's okay. Do we you, can just go on. So how do you listen to music now? Do you, are you, do you have an, do you have an iTunes library? Are you Spotify? Okay. I remember now what I was saying. Okay. So I have probably about a hundred and 150 Joshua tree related things. Okay. C CDs, gatefolds, wow. tapes, LPs. I have a piece. Oh, I shouldn't say that on air. 
uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that part <laughs> a piece of the Joshua tree. So, um, and I've been out to, there's a plaque out there that says still haven't found what I'm looking for. Wow. Um, and, and it's just, it's the coolest thing. Uh, that was one of my geeky, you know, um, traveling things as a musician or as a music lover. Um, but yeah, it's just that aesthetic, you know, and what I do is I do listen a lot to iTunes, but I have, have, do you have like a Bluetooth, um, record player turntable? Have you seen those? No, I have a turn. I have a turntable, yeah, but yeah. it's hooked into a receiver with speakers. Yeah, and- they, they're kind of cool because like I work a lot around my house and so I can just take a Bluetooth speaker, mm-hmm. but I still enjoy going in and turning over the LP. You know, you do enjoy it. You get your I, steps I in that way. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that analog approach to things. I for, I hate when I forget it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, did the music stop? And, <laughs> then, you, yeah. and then you got to run there before the needle hits the label. Cause I, oh. I think that, I think that as soon as it hits the label, the, the needle just is, is ruined. That's what in my head, that's what I think. So I think that with this um, turntable, once it gets to the end of the record, it goes back and it, and it resets. Yeah. Itself. Mine doesn't have an auto return yeah. um, arm. So that's a yeah. good thing. Good for you. Yeah. It's um, nice. Is Joshua Tree your favorite album of all time? Uh, I have. You've talked about perfect albums before yeah. on this show. I have a bunch of them, like okay. Pearl Jam 10. That's a perfect album. Yes. Dark Side of the Moon. Easy. Yeah. You know, Rush of Blood to the Head to me is a perfect album. That's album. Uh, cool. Coldplay. Play. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Anything by Train. Odyssey and Witch. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Okay. I am not into them either. You guys talk a lot about them. And kind I, of the kid, them, the, kid the kids like them. So I like their, yeah. I like their songs that are hits. I don't hate them. I but think Kyle hates them. <clears throat> that's who it is. Yeah. So Odyssey and Oracle, another perfect album. That you know? is a perfect uh, album. Just, and you turned me on to that one. Like, I love that album. Um, so do, do, do. what was I saying? Train? Were we talking about? Train? I ask you if, I, I ask you if Joshua Tree was your favorite album of all time. Um, Probably you're between, losing your train of thought. There you go. Probably between Octoon Baby and Joshua Tree. Both great. But I have a bunch of favorite albums, you okay. know, like perfect albums. So, yeah. Good All right. question. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to a song that's 50 seconds long. Yeah. <clears throat> I love this one. This is Little Room, right? That's the one we're talking about. Yeah. So Little Room, I, I think I love this song because the meaning, because of the meaning that's in it. And you'll hear it in the lyrics, but basically it's talking about success. Okay. And how when you get there, you're like, oh, but remember when it was, we were just starting, you know? Yeah. And and you want to go back to that. And maybe you even feel like the art was better than because I was having to scrap for it. Gotcha. You know? um, so we'll just listen to it. And uh, as it goes by. Yeah, and it's only 50 seconds long, so you might even just play the whole thing. Are we know. taking it from the top? <laughs> yeah, you can do it from All the right. top. Well, you're in your little room, and you're working on something good. But if it's really good, you're gonna need a bigger room. And when you're in the bigger room, you might not know what to do. You might have to think of how you got started Sitting in your little room
with the white stripes, did Jack write everything or did him and Meg share writing credit? I think he writes everything. And then I think she just drums, to be see. honest with you. I'm, I'm gonna just... You could look that up. While you're looking it up, um, a couple things about this song. So Sun House is Jack White's favorite singer, artist, whoever. Old bluesman, of okay. course. Um, and one of the reasons he says that he loves him is just the simplicity, again, with that theme. Um, there's the song, Don't You Mind People Grinning in Your Face, which is just him clapping, you know, somehow. Yeah. Don't you mind people. And so um, this, I just realized, is exactly that. It's just a it drum is, beat, yeah. that hi-hat, right? Pat was doing the hi-hat. I was, was, I was playing. air drumming. Yeah, and and him singing over it, you know. Um, another thing about that, Little Room. Oh, you know what? I'm getting into the next song. So, yeah, go ahead. Did you have a thought? Uh, I was going to say, I how, wonder how he... Um, got into this music. I mean, it's not easily accessible. You got to search it out. You got to, you know, someone has to tell you about it. Yeah. I mean, what, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, what I do you how, mean? This music, like what the the music that he's uh, categorize that for me. The music that he loves, this old timey yeah. blues stuff. It's yeah. kind of obscure blues stuff. Yeah, in my opinion, uh-huh. it's not like it's not like. You didn't say Howlin' Wolf, yeah. Wolf or someone that, or B.B. Or, or King or something like that. Yeah. You mentioned a guy that I've never heard of. Yeah. So he's basically what you're saying is he's digging back. He's, yeah. yeah. I mean, but how would, a young, how would a young kid find that music and get into it? I mean, like, it's easy for us to get into, you know, the Beatles or, yeah. or you know, I don't know, th- even like a Three Dog Night or a Steppenwolf. Sure, sure, like yeah. it's, but <clears throat> to find that stuff seems difficult. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure exactly if this is the answer, but I'm going to take a kind of strange approach mm-hmm. to it. So his his favorite movie is Citizen Kane. I found this out. I don't know how I found it out, but it's his favorite movie. And if you think about that film, like I watched that film 10 or 15 years ago and I was like, huh? Like, yeah, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And then the other day, I kind of heard that the reason he likes it or then I heard that it was his favorite movie. And he's into old stuff. Okay. Like he was an upholsterer. It, they say that in, in It Might Get Loud. Okay. Before he, and he played drums originally. Wow. But as an upholsterer, I, I think they may have even had a band called the Upholsterers or it may be something else They're called something else. But um, he, he was a drummer, but then the guy that he was working with, who was his, um, what do you call it? He was a tech like the mate the owner and he okay. was he was not volunteering but what do you call that he was his um mentor yeah maybe like a mentor okay yeah i'm not getting the right word but that's okay um he um that guy was the drummer and okay. so he had to pick up a guitar and um one of the first guitars he got was just an old guitar from saint vincent de paul you know and so he gravitates towards that older stuff yeah um and I'm not sure exactly how he, he does do a lot of blues related stuff. Mm -hmm. So you think about like a Robert Johnson or Howlin' Wolf or those are names I know. Yes. I mean, you're going to, you're going to start researching those things. And then you just like, I can liken this to you too, right? I was a huge U2 fan. Somebody gave me a cassette of the Joshua tree. I listened to it going through the desert from Flagstaff down to Phoenix. Perfect. And on a bus, high school, and just, it just hit me. Like it hit me. And then you start looking into, well, who's this Bono and who's the edge and who are their influences. And so I have a feeling that he probably got into 
somebody like a Robert Johnson, and then you're going to look at, well, who were his peers and who influenced him? Yeah, you're right. You know, Elvis is a great example of this, right? I mean, Johnny Burnett was totally influential on Elvis Mm -hmm. and Elvis would come to like their practices and they were like, get out of here, kid. Who are you? That that's original rockabilly. I feel like every Elvis took a little bit from everybody. You're right. (laughs) It's um, true. He was good at synthesizing. Right. Exactly. So, Yeah. All right, so we're still on the album White Blood Cells, and I am picking a song called We're Going to Be Friends. Love this one. So here we go. From Napoleon Dynamite, right? Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are going to be friends. It's just like this, like it's a song that's in like a quirky movie and you're like, who's that band? That sounds pretty cool. And then you, then you seek them out and you're like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think the cult following of that movie probably definitely helped the White Stripes. I think for sure. Not for that sure. they weren't already doing okay, probably. Yeah. Um, actually, this leads us right into our next song, which is Seven Nation Army. And this is the most, yeah, the most, I don't know if I want to say popular, but this is the most well-known. Yeah. I don't think there's White anybody who doesn't know this song. Like, you have to be living under a rock. Yeah, like, this is the first This is the first song that I was like, oh, who's this? Yeah. And, the, and people go, the White Stripes have been around for four years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So this is a story that I love about um, about this song. Uh, Jack White, I don't know what college or university he was going to. He probably dropped out, to be honest with you. Um, but he was with a roommate. And maybe it wasn't even college. Maybe he was just with his roommate. Yeah. And the roommate, he was playing the dun, 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 you know, that that signature line. And the guy was like, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's played in like football stadiums yes. all over the place, soccer all over the world. And yeah, so it's. It's definitely the juggernaut. Um, it's their signature song. It totally is. Yeah. And and I know so many, you know, kids that'll pick up a guitar mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's, you play it on the sixth string and the first string and you just slide up the frets, you know? And so a lot of people know how to play that. I so. mean, there's, I mean, it's like, um, it's like uh, smoke on the water. There's always yeah. some yeah, song yeah, where you're just yeah. like, oh, I think I could play that. I guess I don't have to sing it. People know it's no smoke on the water. It's okay. I I like your version. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Seven Nation Army.
listening to this i went over to the getty the getty is that what you call it i'm not an la guy yeah getty Getty museum but people call it the getty yeah and i was listening to that as i was looking at you know fine art and the the line that stood out to me was uh a message from behind my eyes says leave it alone like that it just never hit me i thought that was really good really cool um i like his writing it's it's pretty great um and he uses he's kind of a little bit to me like john lennon his his words kind of clash against each other in uh-huh. a good way, though. I don't mean that as a bad thing, yeah. you know. Um, also, just a, a little um, note here. There's a great new version of, of this song. It's like a dubstep version by uh, White Stripes and Glitch Mob. So you might want to check that out. It's pretty cool. So A dubstep version yeah. of Seven Nation Army. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah. All right. It kicks. All right. The <clears throat> song that I chose is the hardest button to button. Here we go. This is a good one. You know, yeah. it just keeps it's I mean, it repeats a bit at the at the beginning, but we got into it. Yeah. I love his vocals like he has a very different sound. You know, have you ever heard of Glenn Yarborough? Mm. Kind of old 60s, little bit of a folk singer. No, I haven't, but I'm sure Jack White has. Yeah, right. He does this very warbly sound, you know, to his voice. And okay. I feel like Jack White kind of does that also. It's a little it's a little strange. Like if you listen to Glenn Yarborough, it's very different. Another person that does it. And I don't remember her name is on the once upon a time in Hollywood soundtrack. Um, hmm. And I can't remember the name of the song. I could pull it up if I looked on my phone, but we got to get on with the show. But yeah, he does. He does some kind of interesting vocal things, you know? Yeah. So he, he it's, I like wonder if he does that. Does he do that to compensate because he doesn't feel like he's a good singer? I, I don't know. Or does he just do it because he likes how it sounds yeah, on that playback? I feel like he he has pretty good chops as far as singing yeah. is concerned. You know, he's not terrible. No. Um, but I think maybe he's trying to be a little more signature. You maybe. Know? Maybe. Yeah, it could be that. So. All right. We are now on to the fifth. The fifth of six White Stripes albums. This is Get Behind Me, Satan. And what song did you choose? So it's a little ghost. And this is the one that I was talking about where it's a little bit like queen. Okay. Where it's kind of old timey sounding. Okay. It's kind of different, but it's fun and I enjoy it. So right. No No one else could see this apparition. But because of my 
Yeah, so it it reminds me a little bit of bluegrass, although it's not like bluegrass in a traditional sense. Right. You know, it's definitely the white stripes version of that. Um, but I really like it when he uses this roots approach in his different songs. So it's some uh, Beverly Hillbillies bullshit. Yeah, it does sound like Beverly, <laughs> right. Uh, All right. My song from Get Behind Me, Satan, is a song called Blue Orchid. I don't know if I know this one. We're almost done with the right white stripes. Then we're going to move on. Yeah, we're getting there. All right. Next up is the last album from 2007, Icky Thump. What's that mean? I have no idea. It count, sounds kind of dirty. It does sound yeah, dirty. I don't know. <laughs> like Thump would be, you know. Yeah, just let your mind wander, folks. And Icky would be like, not a not Maybe good. It's, yeah, it's an not, icky, icky Thump. It's yeah. not good. Yuck. Um, so <laughs> I should not have slept with that person. There you go. There you go. Why did I do it? <laughs> Let me check. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh Wikipedia, which is uh see if it says what? 90% wrong most of the yeah. time. Uh the title. We're trying to find out if it has a meaning. He he does some interesting titles though. I was gonna bring I'm just that gonna up. I'm just gonna stick with what we thought there it was. There you go. <laughs> I think that's the best. Yeah, like blunderbuss. Yeah. I, actually, I think there's a meaning behind that, but like Lazaretto. I mean, he just does some kind of strange names titles, yeah. for especially his his uh solo albums. Yeah. But but the song from Icky Thump is Rag and Bone. And actually, um, this was I think this was the first time, of course, I've heard Seven Nation Army, because like we said, you can't get away from it. But um, Rag and Bone was or Icky Thump was the first album I actually heard where I was like, oh, I think I like this band, you oh, know, and and and, that, and then they're done. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you yeah, get at into the them end, right when they're done. Right. That yeah. Happened. And I think it was like, well, it says 2007 there. Um, and at that time, I was borrowing albums from the library and I just rip them onto my iTunes. You you know, know? That's why they're at the library. Yeah, it's a great way to get music. You know, it really, it really is. Yeah. So this one actually reminds me a lot of what I was talking about earlier with um, Citizen Kane, because basically they're going, it's, it's, it's like a story song. They're going into this house and they're saying, man, look at all this stuff. <laughs> and you actually hear uh, Meg contribute a little bit here. So it's kind of nice. I don't know if we'll hear that part, um, but you can always go on to iTunes and listen to the full song. So yes, go to iTunes and buy music by the white stripes. There you go. Don't do what Justin does. <laughs> Let me 
Well, man, look at all this. You don't want it? You sure you don't want it, man? I can do it. Take it. It's just things that you don't want. I can use them. Meg can use them. We can do something with them. We'll make something out of them. Make some money out of them at least. Like if the White Stripes did return, that a great double bill would be, and they could alternate headlining every night. The White Stripes with the Black Keys. That's a great comparison, actually, because the Black Keys incorporates this old timey fuzz boxy yeah. type of sound a yeah. lot too. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like that classic rock sound. Like I, I think that's why I really have gotten into the White Stripes is that. It's 60s rock almost, you know, yeah. I mean, it's an updated version. And as you listen to the albums fully through, you definitely hear some things that sound very uh, technically advanced, you mm -hmm. know, modern. Right. Um, but they always he always uses that technology in a way that seems really organic and true to the kind of music that he's right. making. So I have a question for you, Pat. I know okay. you're the interviewer, but what what? What do you enjoy about music? Like what part specifically? I'm, I see you drumming a lot. Are you a drum guy? I'm a drum guy Are for you? sure. Cool. I am a drum guy for sure. Like I didn't know that. And I wouldn't have known if I hadn't seen you. No, like, I am, I am be beating the steering wheel into submission <laughs> at it. all times. Like I was listening to a Fleetwood Mac live album today uh -huh, when uh -huh. I was uh, going to and from taking uh read at a high school. Yeah. And there were just so many cool uh Mick Fleetwood like drum stuff that I was just really yeah. into. Sometimes yeah. you might have heard a song your entire life, but until you're isolated in the car yeah. with the volume cranked, right. you're really like, wow, that yeah. is really yeah. cool. So yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. That's and, and I'm a lyric guy too. I like a, a great lyric. I am also. Would just, you would just kill me yeah i just love a great lyric isn't it funny when people are like i like that song but i don't know any of the words to it i'm like how <laughs> do you do that how do you not know the words but it's just people operate in different ways right yeah. sometimes it's just i like the beat or i like you know it's doing the boop boop boop, yep. boop kind of thing um but uh but yeah sometimes people don't even know what it's about and i'm like how well how do you do that you i know? will say that i i love iron maiden but uh -huh. i do not know the lyrics to all yeah the iron maiden songs especially ones that are like eight and ten minutes long i'm just like right i don't Tons know of these. noodling on it yeah i don't know those <laughs> lyrics but yeah, um yeah but yeah um Yep. Cool. Okay. My song from Icky Thump is I'm Slowly Turning Into You. That goes with that Icky Thump theme that we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, right. I think you're right. Yeah. In fact, it kind of 
I like that one. And I like that last sign. The things you do annoy me. They annoy <laughs> yeah. me. Or they're annoying as hell. In fact, um, what did you like about that song? Um, I just liked, I liked, uh, I liked, I just liked the, uh, the lyric. Yeah. I liked the lyric and I liked the, uh, the drumming, yeah. of course, and just the groove. Yeah. Um, I think it's got an organ on it too. It does, which like uh, a Hammond maybe or something yeah, I wonder, like that. I wonder, I, I imagine Jack is playing that. Yeah. He probably just learned to play it that day. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, let's just try right, this. Right. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, getting CDs from the library and ripping them. Yeah. Um, that's no different from buying a UCD at a record store because the artist isn't getting money from that either. That's true. You know, when you, yeah, like, but, or going to Goodwill and getting it there. and getting, yeah, and getting a, yeah. picking up a CD for a CD that you can still buy for $12 on Amazon. Right. If you right. find it for $2.99. Yeah. You're definitely going to buy it. Yeah. And you know, and with CDs, the quality is the same right. if you buy it used <clears throat> or new, unless it's been yeah so abused. But I've never had a CD where I'm like, oh, this is a mess. It won't even yeah. play and all that stuff. I, I have a really hard time with that topic because I feel like what I've heard is that a lot of the time the artists are making like zero dollars off of the sale of CDs. They do it on on the sale of T-shirts, right? Gotcha. And and so to me, it seems like record company companies are being a little bit copyrighteous, is what I call it. Okay. And who are they to like get on a soapbox? You know, yeah, like exactly. I don't I don't want some fat cat making all that money. So I'm not really trying to undermine the system. Like I was one of those who used Napster back in the day. Mm -hmm. A lot of us did if you were a music fan. Yeah. I didn't even know how to do it yeah. back in the day. I was I, like, I, I had was a not... cousin who helped me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was always a guy that knew how yeah. to do it, but as, I never did. But as soon as iTunes came out, I was like, I'm on board for this. Like I'll pay yeah, for I'll, the music. Yes, exactly. That's but, how I am but too. You got to, you got to give me a way to get to it. Now that being said, I do like on on some of the podcasts i listen to that are about music there is that part and because i'm an artist also i love looking at the pictures and i love reading mm -hmm. the liner notes right. you know <clears throat> i keep skipping back to youtube but they did an album called the passengers with brian eno and it's actually not a strict u2 album but it's all the players from u2 and in the liner notes it was hilarious like the liner notes are all a joke it's just taking the piss again you that's know? great um, and so i love those kinds of things but yeah, just opening up a, a vinyl and looking at all that artwork, it's amazing, yep. you know, and like, I think we've lost something in having just one-off songs from iTunes. Yeah, I know? agree. And, and I'm still an album guy. I like to listen right. to an album start to finish. Like if, um, if someone releases a single, but the album's not coming out for two months, yeah. I really won't listen to that <laughs> single Yeah, because by the time the album comes out, I'll be sick of that one song and I want to listen to it. Yeah. You know, as a whole work of art. Yeah. I want to talk about the White Stripes real quick album sales. Uh -huh. Very impressive because I imagine these albums, especially in the beginning, were made on the cheap. Yeah. Like very DIY. Very, very quickly. Uh -huh. and the first Just, album sells. And I don't remember what the label was originally. To but it was Sympathy, Sympathy, Sympathy for, for the, the Record. record yep. Right there. And they talk about that on Striped. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's all kinds of box sets that they've released. Yeah. I found, I found an LC, LP that was like, it was so funny. It was the white stripes, but it was like very stripped down, like almost like somebody had recorded it on stripped a down tape even recorder. more than the white stripes. Are. Right. And that's huge. Right. Yeah. And then it has like a commercial at the end of it all or right. something like that. It's a cool album, but, uh, 
The yeah. first two albums sell 300,000 plus. That's great. Uh, White Blood Cells goes platinum, yeah. 1,100,000. Elephant, 2 million, 2 million copies. Uh, and then the next one, uh, Get Behind Me Satan, off, didn't it? is 900,000. Icky Thump, 800,000. But yeah. still close to platinum. And yeah. they, they might be platinum by now. Who knows? But yeah. that's impressive so so elephant was probably their most popular album at, at least yeah, from two sales. million yeah yeah and but white blood cell no slouch they have a platinum album from that absolutely too. yeah so um so yeah meg white should be have some money i hope so some yeah. of that mailbox money right some of that mailbox money yeah. sure yeah um so i wonder what she I, I bet she runs like a thrift shop <laughs> See, doesn't that I, fit her i just think like, like she's she just does sitting, something sitting behind the counter we got some doilies over yeah. there. Not because she has to, but she, because she <laughs> because wants she's to. Got the dollars. Yeah. 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 She doesn't have to. <laughs> she doesn't have to put forth a lot of effort. She did that drumming for yeah. a lot of years. So. All right. This yeah. next band, I didn't even know the Dead Weather. Yeah. I did not know this band. So this band is totally cool. Um, and and they're really hard. And here's one of the interesting things about um about Jack White. We're getting off of the White Stripe albums now. Yeah. But as you listen to the other albums, you're like this still sounds like, like you can tell this is Jack White. Yeah. It's so signature. So the dead weather, what was the year that that album was released? Do you see that Pat? Like 2009, I think 2009. So just, yeah. So a couple of years after, but just two, uh, I mean, if they, if they toured with Icky Thump, right. um, He probably got right into this dead weather right immediately following. And the album is whorehound. Yes. And, and we're going to talk about the raconteurs later. I don't know where all that falls, if he was doing that at the same time or how that worked. But the Dead Weather um, features Jack White. That's how they say it. it we, features you know, him. it's funny. The first Rac- it still sounds like him. The first Raconteurs album was 2006. So it came, so between, during it came between two White Stripes. Yeah, I didn't study up on this. Yeah, but, but we'll do the Dead Weather. Then we'll go into Raconteurs. Yeah, and yeah. Then, okay. Um, and then it has uh, another lead singer kind of, I guess, uh, they share that that capacity um, from the kills. Allison Mossart, who is a great vocalist. I hadn't heard about her before until uh, I found out about um, Dead Weather. Okay. And then Queens of the Stone Age guitarist Dean Fertitta, Fertitta, Fertitta. I don't know. <laughs> and then the raconteurs, Little Jack Lawrence. So so it's kind of like a super group in a I, way. Yeah, yeah. And so but maybe a less well-known super group, you right? Know? The yeah, the players are super, but yeah, maybe not household names. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is, I think, this one is kind of an in, just an instrumental, but it's it's a pretty hard instrumental. I like it. So. All right, three birds from Whorehound. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I didn't own any uh, music by the dead weather, but I went into iTunes today and perused some tracks from Whorehound, and I did pick one so I could be included in the dead weather. We want to include segment. Yeah. So this is uh, treat me like your mother.
So Justin, you still buy vinyl though, because you have a turntable. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And do you buy used vinyl or do you like to buy new vinyl? I try and find used as much as possible. Um, The hardest vinyl for me to find is anything used is anything by the Smiths. That one that's hard because Smith's fans don't give up their vinyl. No, no. They're kind of geeks, you know, audiophiles. So yeah, it's amazing. Like when I go to a used record store and like what, like there's always an an overabundance of Elvis Costello stuff. Yeah. And an overabundance of REM. And I'm like, weren't the fans of these two like really hardcore fans? Like I'm surprised that they gave it up. Ario Speedwagon or they're just certain bands. (laughs) Yeah, this is there. You see hundreds of copies. And then there's other bands you can't find anything. That's right. Yeah. It's it's kind of strange. And the reason I'm always looking for the old stuff with the Smiths is that the new stuff is like $30 a pop. Right. You know, it's not cheap. And so sometimes I'll break down and do that when I'm feeling uh, ambitious. So, yeah. <laughs> You're treating yourself. There you go. That's right. Yep. Okay. Your next song is from, an, there's three dead uh, weather albums, but we're only covering two of them. Yeah. I figured that was enough. And because um, we're covering a lot of ground with Jack White stuff. Yeah. So, so this is from their second album, Sea of Cowards. And what song did you pick? Uh, Blue Blood Blues. And I really like this one. I like the title. Yeah, it's it's a great, great title. I'm trying Yeah, so there you can hear those those lyrics just like clashing against each other. Yeah. Crack a window, crack a broken bone. You know, um, the one I like at the beginning, it's kind of codependent, but yeah, I like you so much, I don't need to exist. You know, like yeah. that's a that's a pretty sweet line. You know, um, and then there's another song that's coming up later, two against one. So pay attention. There's a lyric in there. I've got a feeling that it's two against one. I'm already. I'm already fighting me. So what's another one, you know, <laughs> like that. Great. So that encapsulates like yeah. how a lot of us feel. I'm already fighting myself. Why do I have to be fighting all these other battles? You know? Yeah. So he's, he's a great lyricist. I really like what he does. So he, he hasn't released anything since 2018. So I feel like he's due. I agree. For some music. In, yeah. In 20, I'm ready. <laughs> in 2021. Let's close it out. Yeah. Jack White. Yeah. All right. So the Rack and Tours, the song you picked, is the first song I heard from them because it was on the radio. Yeah. And I was really into it and I bought this album and I just loved it. So yeah, you picked steady as she goes. Yeah, It's a great song. It really is a great song. Your friends are 
2006. And this band also has two lead singers. Yeah. They've got um, Brendan Benson and um, friend of the show, Steve O'Dockerson gave me a bunch of his solo music. Oh, nice. And it's really good. I'll it's have to really check good that too. Out. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't checked that out. Yeah. I don't know where he comes from. Let me try to find out. Maybe he comes from another band. Yeah, I you know just on that last song, it's just a great piece of pop confectionery. It's it's just awesome. It is, and they uh, like so listenable, right? Yeah, and it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were. It wasn't trying too hard to right. be that. It just was that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great point, Pat. Is that it seems like everything Jack White does, it's just loose, you know? Right. It's it's so cool. There's this great. If you get on YouTube, there's this great version of the Seeker from pete townsend or the who, oh, the who yeah and it's it's the raconteurs and jack white sitting like in an rv with pete townsend and they're all oh my playing. god it's the coolest video that's on youtube it's on youtube yeah by so. the way i spoke too soon the the most recent raconteurs album came out in 2019 oh you're right and it actually is is really good i it don't really have anything is. from it um it's called help us stranger and it's if you look for the album i think it has a picture of like a green hand yeah like on the stop sign yeah kind of that a thing. type it's, of a thing it's a, yeah it's a good album so well i'll play uh i'll play a song from <laughs> their other two albums cool uh, this is uh consoler of the lonely uh, which is the title track from their album which came out two years after their first album nice and then they waited a while CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Is this your blue story? Yes. Okay, allow me to remove myself from the room. <laughs> no, go ahead. We'll hear the squeaky door, right? Okay, yeah, you'll hear uh, it. <laughs> um, so I, I drove down through the south, did about 5,000 miles of driving and just got some some uh, highway under my feet. And I was driving up the Delta blues trail, which is basically on highway 61. Okay. Anybody who knows Bob Dylan knows that. Well, did you see um, Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai? Were they on that road? Do you like that movie? No, I've never even seen it. I just know they're in it. I've never <laughs> I seen found it. that the other day. And I'm like, it's, isn't it called Crossroads? It's called Crossroads. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. You know, oh, it is a good movie. Yeah, I like it. Right. But I, you know, if you like the karate kid, I guess you wouldn't hate seeing Ralph Macchio. Okay. But then maybe they could have gotten a, a, an actor with a little more gravitas. I, guess, <laughs> I um, and I interrupted your no, story. Okay. So it's don't, right. Right. I'm pretty sure Steve Vai plays the guitar for both. Yes. Yeah. I looked that up because I was like, Ralph Macchio cannot no, be that good of a no, guitarist. No That's not possible. It's a close-up on some hands and then a yeah, uh, then a and, a and then a shot of his face. Exactly. And then back to the hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell Steve Vai's hands basically. are all over the place. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving up that road and 
I wanted to find, first of all, the day before I'd gone to Graceland and I go down to find um, Robert Johnson's hometown where okay. he was born. Okay. They have behind the chamber of commerce, the house he was born in. It's a hovel. I mean, it's a shotgun house. It's held together with like gauze. Oh I, I sh- I'm sure they don't want it to just go away. So they probably want to restore it someday. You know? Yeah. But then restoring it sometimes takes away from the authenticity right. of what exactly. it was really like. Yeah. So I go from Graceland one day, that opulence of Elvis, mm-hmm. who really stole a lot of the Yeah. Movies, I mean, right? yes, he did. We talked about that earlier to the next day, just looking at like, and I walked into the house like it wasn't locked up. You know, I have oh some great God. pictures from it. So that was an interesting contrast yes, for me. Music sure would speaking. be. And then I drove up Highway 61 and I get to he they have three burial places for Robert Johnson, which also speaks to the history of our country. Right. Yeah. Because they don't know where he was buried. So so the, they're just speculating on yes, where he might be. And, okay. and nobody really knows. And so one of them is I, I can't remember the exact place, but it's like little Israel church or something like that. And um, so I went into the woods, had video going, okay. walked out of the woods, sat on his gravestone and played house of the rising sun. Wow. It was really cool. And a little creepy at the same time. How know? good are you on guitar? Just to I'm be not, honest, I'm, scale of one to 10. I'm not amazing on the guitar. I love to play and I'm actually doing a guitar build right now. Are you like a I'm seven out of 10? No, I would say I'm probably like a four or five. Really? How long have you been playing? <clears throat> Since I was a junior in high school in 1992. Oh, so. I think you're. I think you're being. Um, I don't think you're being. Honest. I might be short selling my stuff, but I'm definitely right. not this a shredder. Is, like okay. I'm more. Like the other day, I learned how to play "My Hometown" by Bruce Springsteen. All right. I loved singing it. You know, like that's my thing. Is I'm a singer. I've always been a singer. Eight years old. Yeah. Running with oh my brother! Oh, loves you do my, the do the voice. <laughs> Dime in my hand. My brother loves that song so much. I think it makes my brother cry every song. time he hears it. Yeah, um, it so encapsulate encapsulates our country, right? And uh, and th- I'm pretty sure For that's that's the time. that's the last song on um, Born in the USA. Is so it? I, I think it is. I'm gonna look. I didn't pay attention. I'm going to I'm going to the CDs. He's going to the CDs. Going, I, I wheeled my chair. Do you have around. an LP of that? Uh, I don't. That's yeah, that closes it out. Yeah, it's very weird. Dancing with the dark is dancing is in this, the dark. Dancing in the dark is the single, and it's at number eleven. <clears throat> it's like side two, track five of six, and then my hometown closes out. The Isn't that amazing? When you look at an album, and you're like, "How is this song solo down?" Like the I other know. day, what was the song "Starman" on um, Ziggy? Yeah, Ziggy Stardust. Where is it located? It's like second to last song. That's weird. I'm like, that's insane. Like yeah. that talks or speaks to how talented Bowie is. Like he can go yeah. that deep in his album, you know, and he doesn't have to put it all up front. I'm gonna look at. So. I'm pretty sure. I, hold on, I'm looking at something. What <laughs> I just leave room? Why don't you just open the squeaky door for us? I think. Uh, I think sticky fingers. I think it. I think it kicks off with. I think it kicks off with brown sugar, I believe. Does it? I think, which has not aged well. Well, let me look. I got to put it on the glasses. Yeah, yes. you're right about that. That's true. Um, brown sugar kicks off sticky fingers. So <laughs> when the Stones played out here at the Fonda Theater, they were playing um, they were playing sticky fingers in its entirety, but they didn't play it in order because Mick said that the rest of the album, the rest of the show can't follow kicking it off with brown sugar. 
Oh, so they had to put it kind of truncated and put it at the end or towards the end. Yes. Just to they, keep they, the momentum. Yeah, they might have played it. They yeah. might have put it at the end of the album, but they yeah, yeah they played all the songs from Sticky Finger, yeah. but not not in order. I think his joke was, I think he said we're gonna play them in the order they were on the eight track. Yeah. Um how was that show? Um I'd love to see the stones. Uh I didn't see the show. I have the I oh have you're the, just um, is it just a live recording? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could see, you could go to the show. You could have gone to the show if you if you were a celebrity or had a yeah. lot of money. But yeah, this is a oh, you can okay. yeah, it's a DVD and a CD. Interesting. But yeah, where did they play? Uh, yeah, Brown Sugar was way deep. Yeah, yeah, like third to last. Yeah, third to last. And it does Brown Sugar, Rock Me Baby, and then Jump and Jack, Jack Flash. Flash. Yeah. And oh, keep- and then I can't turn you loose i yeah. don't know that one i don't know that one so, either but they started with start me up my my knowledge of the stones is not real deep i'm more of a beatles guy so <clears throat> yeah i like all the i like all that uh, all that british invasion stuff like i on any given day That's like so i can't tell you who i like better the who the stones the kinks or the beatles i just can't it's just they're so equal to me that i, really I kind of like the zombies <laughs> the zombies are pretty great they just don't yeah. have a as much of a catalog of You're discography right. as the other guys yeah. do. Yeah. Um, all right. So they waited 11 years to make another Rack and Tours album. When it came out, I was I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't think there was ever going to be another oh, one. Oh, you do have something from the recent one? Yeah, from right. Help a Stranger. This is Bored and Raised, R-A-Z-E-D. We are moving on to Jack White solo. Yeah, so we start with Blunderbuss, which I just love the name of that album. Yeah, it's such a good name. It's great. Um, and the song that I chose from that is Freedom at 21. And I was listening to that song today, and it really made me think of like the Me Too movement, you know, huh. like the lyrics to it are kind of like um she's i don't remember the exact lyrics but it's like she doesn't ask she doesn't need to ask for permission like she's doing what she wants to do you know gotcha. so it was kind of interesting to see it through that that lens so yeah the opposite stuff. of the lyrics of brown sugar yes exactly oh my god <laughs> not age well <laughs> If it's not a perfect take, that's okay with him. 
Yeah. Like he might leave in a mistake just because, yeah, that just felt good to me. So yeah, leave yeah. it in. I actually really like that. About, I do too. About him. There's a song I was listening to today and I'm not going to remember exactly which one it is. I think it was in the white stripes and like, I don't know if it was because I had the volume up, but you can hear him singing these different parts and they're not like harmony parts. They're hmm. like, he's just singing it down low here. Kind of like Bruce or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, but that's, that's kind of the, the sound, I guess, that he was looking for. Um, a couple things about this song. I love the drumming. I don't even know how they're doing it. Like, can you start it up again real quick? I, I can't. <laughs> Please don't. No, I won't do that for you. <laughs> Absolutely not. of in that strange place that they were in on little ghost you yes. know he's doing like that warbly voice that right. he does does in a but it works i like it you know um another thing about this song it has a really cool video it does <laughs> There's like a girl riding on a car or something and not in like a not in like a promiscuous way or like an objectifying way mm-hmm. it's like she's attacking on a car you know it's kind of cool so and uh he th- makes good videos this uh this album he has the most people he's ever had on an album before. Oh my gosh. Look at that. I mean, he just has people all over the place. There's a ton. Yeah. Just people playing every, I was yeah. trying to find out who drums on that, but there's just, there's a couple of drummers listed. So yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys can check it out. Yeah. All right. The song I picked, I picked the song that was the single. Cause I, I like this, this is song another a lot. great one. Yeah. 16 saltines. Yeah. It's fun to say. Now, since Jack White doesn't seem to um, gravitate, at least in his own music, to um, to U two or or Zeppelin, even though we're hearing a little bit of it in in the movie, it might get loud. Was he in awe of Jimmy Page? Was he in awe of, or did they get kind of keep it in check with each other? So it's it's really interesting on that film. He he bashes on Edge. <laughs> pretty much the whole time wow and i love it because as much as i love you too like bono will say this he'll be like people are just sick of hearing from us you know especially him because he you know he prognosticates yeah um but uh there's a point in the movie and i don't know exactly what scene it is but jimmy page starts playing and you can just see jack white kind of go oh gosh Nice. This is the guitar god. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah, yeah. He's you can just see this humility in his eyes. Like, and the interesting thing, we're gonna get to a song called "Love Is Blindness." From it was on the. Uh, um, oh, I knew I'd forget this. Um, 
It was on a film. It's it's on it's on a YouTube. Uh, oh, Great Gatsby. That's it. Thank you. I always forget and, the name. And of it the was book. the it was the B side of the sixteen saltine yes. single. Yeah. So he does such an amazing version, and I think I I told you where to cue it up. And Love Is Blindness is a U two song. In yes, case we didn't say. Yes, that. sorry. From Optum Baby, it closes out the album, and he does such a great. Kind of homage to mm-hmm. the Edge's um, guitar solo solo in that, um, and it's it's just amazing. So I don't believe that they're like that. He actually feels like the Edge is a waste of my time. Right in the movie, he actually says, "I'm probably just going to steal all of their all of their tricks." <laughs> it's kind of cool. So is cool. there is some respect there, but I think there's also because Edge and him are closer in in age mm-hmm. generationally maybe there's a little bit of competition there maybe whereas with jimmy page it's like <laughs> it's jimmy page what are you gonna do like you're not gonna compete against jimmy page, right right you know so so lazaretto are we saying that right yeah another great name for the album and you've got black cat licorice that black cat licorice yes don't drop the that it's important it is <laughs> She's built for speed like a black. Go ahead. It's black bat licorice. I read it cat too. That's so, weird. It is. Wow. We're we're like we couldn't be closer to the words on the computer. I know, but we like that black bat licorice. There I'm is. gonna leave that in because it just shows that we're 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 just people. Yeah. Here we go. Especially Justin. She's built for speed like a black cat from Dolores. Good for the needy, like Nietzsche, Freud, and Horace. But I'm scared. Funky. It's funky. Okay, he just used the word avuncular. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to look that one up later. Okay. This is the only part of the show that I'm going to read what I found out sure. about this. Cause this is kind of interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to back up. Go for it. Here's my squeaky chair. Yeah. The squeaky chair. There we go. Okay. Uh, so this amazing song seems to have a subtextual, not sexual obsession with among other things, the Roman empire. He rhymes castrum Dolores Latin for castle of grief, basically an elaborate funeral buyer with Horace, the Roman lyric poet casually mentions a Roman hypocaust. I don't know what that even means. A subfloor heating chamber and then mocks the Romans for changing their names because they lost to the barbarians, presumably. So that's why they go by Italian now. Like (laughs) this is some pretty brainy stuff. Like it, it actually reminds me a little bit of yeah. the Smiths, you know, and Morrissey's writing style. Also, um, look at your notes. Look, look how you type the song title. I, I that put the black, black cat, cat licorice twice. Thanks for catching that twice. You'll you never did. forget the title of the song. No, now. I won't now. That I'll always black remember bat. it. But I just, I like, again, this is with the words. This is with mm-hmm. the, the lyrics, you know, yeah. and I like, I like a good song that doesn't really have, make you think a lot. Yeah. But I also like a song where you're like, Okay, what is this talking about? That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting. All right. And the song I picked from the album was, is Would You Fight for My Love? 
another good one. No, I'm asking you. Um, yes, I would. All right, thank you. But I think Pilar would do that for right. songs that you just you can't there's so many textures to it and layers you can't get the essence of it in the 30 or 45 second clip yeah we try we try i just heard a soundtrack the other night have you ever heard of the movie the fearless vampire killers it's sharon tate roman polanski i was just gonna say yeah 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 yeah, i've heard of it and it sounded kind of like those that uh Mm. cool stuff um yeah did you watch the movie Uh uh-huh how was it i liked it a lot it was good. It's a good Halloween movie kind of a thing. Is it's it, all about is it a comedy or is it a It's scary a little movie? bit of both. It's a little campy. bit scary. Yes, t- definitely campy. That's a great word for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that song. All it's right. good. And I agree with you about the album covers. They don't have any album covers that suck. No. Except no. for his most recent album. What is it called here? I have to look at it. It's called it's called Black Cat something. No, it's <laughs> Boarding House Beach. That's, that's I think it. that's him on the cover. I of think it, it is too. And I'm going to get into this. Not my favorite album. It, there are some stinkers on this. Yeah. We could put a stinkeroo on a few of those. But, but there are also some good ones and I chose those. So, All right. So what's your song from... Um, so it's over and over and over and over and over and no, it's just, just, just three it's, overs. It's two ands and three overs. There you go. All right. And all the music we're listening to is all produced by Jack White. He even when it's the the dead weather, and even when it's raconteurs. I mean, he's behind the boards on all this. Yeah, he does it all. He's in control. Yeah, it's amazing. He's the driver for sure. He's a control freak. No, he's he's just in control. <laughs> uh, type A personality, right? Right. I feel like this album. Like I was so excited for this album. I'm trying to remember what year it came out. 2018. You got it. Okay. And so I'm kind of a runner. And so I like to run to, well, you've talked about being on the treadmill. treadmill, yeah, yeah, treadmill, treadmill tunes. Tunes. Um, 
You should do a show about treadmill tunes or you've done that. We've done it, but that might be one. Maybe that'll be a a Patreon one coming. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it is good. Um, So it's interesting because like this song is good, but then the song right after it is like a spoken word piece. (laughs) And he does get kind of old timey and some of it I like. I just think he kind of had a miss. And you know what? Yeah. Every artist is entitled to that, right? I mean, you, not everything you do is going to be no, amazing. There's few artists that have a perfect discography. Right. It's almost impossible. Yeah, agreed. Because artists also want to experiment sometimes. Right. And experimenting is good, um, but maybe sometimes put those on the B-side, right? Maybe put you them know? on the B-side. So. Or, yeah, bonus track disc included. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. All right. My song from Boarding House reach i almost said beach <laughs> it feels like boarding house beach is the also black cat licorice yeah connected by love <laughs> oh this is a good one Woman, don't you know what i'm suffering from Ease my pain Make it wash out with the rain Relieve me And put it up On your tail Take it away And give it to somebody else Cause I know Yeah, when he tours solo I don't even know if he has or does Does he, I wonder if he plays songs from Every, um, what do I want to say? Every part of his life, every part of his, uh, from all the albums. I think he probably, so they, you remember a few years ago, they were doing like iTunes live. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. He had a show on that and he actually released an album from that and it's pretty good. Um, he did a lot of, I think at that time it was blunderbuss was the album. So he did freedom at 21. He did, um, 16 saltines but then he was also doing um i, I believe he was doing white stripe stuff also okay cool you know? cool so i mean i would hope that so in. i don't think he does raconteurs and i don't think he does um dead weather dead weather either yeah because those are with other people so <laughs> exactly. he probably doesn't that may be I mean, the reason why i mean meg counts but we know what you're right saying. right yeah. so you have three more songs left i have i only have one but i always i also have this song which i'm yeah. showing you so which one of these three do you want to choose as the playout song? Let's do um, Another Way to Die. Another Way to Die will be the playout song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this Love is Blindness then. Yeah. So cover, of course. There's actually this great, if you're a U2 fan, a great tribute album called Octum Baby, but they spell it spelled really very crazy. Strange. Yeah. It's like A H K T O N G. B-E-B-E-I, right? Yeah, it's weird. Very German, I guess. Um, And But it's it's really, like, this is a great example of how he can take a song that is a well-known, well, I don't, I I guess that's debatable, well-known to me. Yeah. And make it totally his own, you know? And if we can, I don't know where I had the time on this. It looks like I had it at 20 seconds. So we probably won't get into that solo, but. Check it out for yourself. It's Let me see, because cool. I pre I preset your time. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Cool. Yeah. See, twenty seconds. Awesome. Okay, so let's uh, let's hear it. love is blind. Love is blindness. Oh, 
good. I queued it up, but did not listen. Yeah, they cool. got a lot of organ behind that. Yeah. I've never really paid attention to that, but love it. All right. Well, you got one more. <clears throat> then, we'll, uh, then we'll say goodbye and have our playout song. Sounds good. So tell me about this. Yeah. So two against one. Trying to see if I wrote anything about that. Be a little more prepared here. You I was got a whole sit- bunch of notes. I was sitting listening you to that song, notes. and so. then you then you augmented your notes with more notes. With, I know he typed I'm, up his notes. I'm kind of anal. Printed them out. <laughs> That's what I do when I when I do a uh, you know when I have a uh, when I have a an interview. Yeah, yeah. Now I keep my word document on the like. Here's how I do it. I don't have to shuffle the papers around anymore. I'll keep the word document open underneath back and forth. Yeah. And then I can just, I can, so I'm looking right at the camera, right at the person, but then I can also glance down here and it's not as awkward as let me see what I got. (laughs) And I just like, you know, it's only took me a year to learn that. I've only been doing that for like a couple of weeks now, but yeah. So this one, it's an interesting, it's actually with danger mouse, Mm -hmm. which you would think, Oh, that's going to be a certain kind of sound. There's also a female on it. Danielle, somebody and i can't remember what her name is uh loopy uh, yeah loopy um but it sounds like a jack white song it also has kind of a real 60s uh james bond vibe oh cool um some great you know kind of almost i don't know like tremolo kind of guitar and so yeah good song so all right here we go two against one and if it looks to me like you and no reflection plan to add your own fight to this dimension Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, that's the end of the show, other than our playout song, but we'll talk about our playout song before we play it. Cool. But are you on, you're not really on social media. I am. I'm actually on um, Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I'm too verbose for Twitter. All right. Where are you at on Instagram? And (laughs) Uh, do you want people following you? Yeah, I'd love to have people follow me. Um, Red underscore idealist is is, uh, where I'm at on Instagram. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. It's just, I like the color red. I I spent some time in Russia. And so we could go off on that, but we won't. Okay. Um, and then I'm, I, I do videos on YouTube also. So if you look up Justin Harris, you might find me there. So. And we're going to videos of you playing uh, music. I do guitar. Yeah. And, and sing. So. Now remember he's about a four, so don't get excited. <laughs> How's your singing voice? My Skip. singing voice is pretty good. Is it better than the guitar voice? It's much guitar. better than the guitar voice. All right. Check them or out. D- guitar voice, guitar playing. I said guitar voice. And yeah, then you said and it. I just repeated yeah, you just repeated you. I'm just following you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. We're at rock solid show. You can go to rock solid podcast for all things about the show and you can go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid show. And if you, uh, if you jump in for just two bucks a month, you might win one of these uh, Jack white CDs. I'm going to give away. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Uh, Okay. James Bond quantum of solace. It's the second Daniel Craig movie. And I don't know whose idea it was to get Alicia keys and Jack white and put them together. But I love this 
so much. I love Do it. You? I really, I love it. I've so, said it here many times. I love it. I, I really like Alicia Keys on this. She's not my favorite singer uh-huh. by any means. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this and I was like, what if you could do like a Jack White with a younger Susie Quattro? Ooh. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, yeah. You know? So anyways, I do love the song. I think it's great. It's a, it's a real barn burner of a song. It's definitely got that 60s fug, fuzz box yep. vibe on it. Um, it's got all the Bond elements yeah, in there too. It's, it's like, great. I think it's funny that it's not called Quantum of Solace. Like, I think they just couldn't use that they, title. There's just no the way. Song. I mean, how it are you going to do doable. it? And so, yes, we get another way to die, which is great. Yeah. it's uh, Sometimes when they use the title, it's so on the nose and weird, too. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, Oct- <laughs> Octopussy isn't in the title. That's true, too. Yeah. That song is an all-time high is yeah. what that's called. Yeah. I remember I was, a, I was a high school kid, I think, when Octopussy came out. I might have been, I might have been 17 or 18. And I was embarrassed to say uh, what I wanted the ticket for at the movie counter. So I just said, you're buying the ticket. Uh, yeah. And the I new was, James Bond. That's film. what I said. I go, yeah. One for James Bond. I wasn't going to say octopus. <laughs> the new bond. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Pussy. Octopussy. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, that's it yeah. for us. Uh, thank you so much, Justin, for selecting this topic and yeah. for coming here, but yeah. here's uh, another way to die. Awesome. On rock solid. Another dirty money 